Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier. And for the last year and a half, I've been creating content on TikTok and through this podcast, navigating my experiences in ED recovery, what I've learned in recovery, um, how I've been able to overcome certain struggles with EDs and recovery, going through all my experiences, sharing them with you guys because I've found a true passion for helping and inspiring others going through similar struggles I was going through with food Um, and now using my experiences and learning from them to share that knowledge with others. And I want to reiterate the fact with this podcast, I am simply sharing my own experiences. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not an eating disorder recovery coach. I'm not certified, not licensed in anything. I'm simply sharing my own experiences through eating disorder recovery. Um, Through this last year and a half, I've been able to grow a following of over 200,000 people on TikTok, which to this day still blows my mind. Um, But like I said, I've been able to use my platform on TikTok to um, help others, make others feel less alone um, if they're struggling with food or body image or anything along those lines. And it's truly been amazing. Um, and I love this podcast, especially because I love the fact that I'm able to express what I want to say in a longer form of content. Because there's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Uh, being able to just sit with a microphone and just really be authentic for 30 minutes to an hour is amazing uh it's really it's 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 truly great it's awesome that i'm even able to do this um so that being said i really hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening okay today is a very special day for me at least for you probably not but um if it is though that's awesome but today i am six months binge free and it's weird because like if you told me a year ago I'd be making this episode, I'd probably call you insane because I was at like, you know, th- at this time a year ago, I was two years removed from my previous bout with binge eating. Like I was good with binge eating. Like I, I didn't think I would ever fall back into it. But unfortunately, earlier in this year, around like January, February, um, March, um, the early parts of the year, I unfortunately fell back into binge eating, had a relapse period, which was one of like the toughest periods of my life. It feels like looking back, just like looking at it now, uh, over half a year later and thinking, wow, I really was in a pretty tough place at the time, but I just didn't really realize it at the time. Um, so yeah, it's just crazy that I'm even making this, but obviously I'm glad I'm making this because now that it's been six months, I want to kind of reflect back on what I've learned within these last six months of not having a single binge episode. And within the last few months, 
not even really thinking about binging, not even really having an urge to, um, regardless of what scenario I'm in, which has been kind of nice. Cause like the first couple of months or so you still have these urges, um, but you just learn to kind of simmer them down a little bit. Uh, but as time goes on and you continue to fight out those urges, those, those urges don't really even come up anymore. <laughs> um, so that's where I'm at now, which is insane um, to really think about just because, like I said, you know, six months ago, I was like, it, I don't even want to call it like rock bottom, but like, that's kind of what it felt like just because I don't know. I, I couldn't figure out how to like stop it, how to control it. Like I was like, I was going on a tough path. I mean, I have a whole episode like talking about my binge eating, like relapse and everything. Um, but this is just going to be more like reflecting back now that it's been half a year since I've had a had a binge episode um so i just like i said i just want to talk about it reflect what i've learned um i guess i guess in a sense i'll be providing tips i don't know uh but this is just my own experience when these last six months um and like these reflections are also kind of daily reminders that either i have to think of myself or just naturally come up throughout the day um when i'm eating something um so yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's been six months without a binge. Um, like I said, it's weird because if you told me six months ago, I'll be making this, I call you insane. Cause I was like deep into this binging relapse. And if you told me a year ago, I'd call you insane. Cause I was two years removed from binge eating at the time. And I didn't get back into it until, you know, like I said, Jan- early January, February, whatever. Um, so yeah, let's just get into these reflections. So I think the, the biggest realization I've had in these last six months and I already kind of knew it beforehand, but it's hard to like, it's one thing to say it and it's one thing to experience it. Um, but it's just that there's more to life than food. Um, <laughs> because when you're deep into this binge eating period or any form of disordered eating habits, eating disorder habits um, or diagnoses, it's hard to think about anything else but that. <laughs> So like when you're in a state of binge eating or a period of binge eating, all you can really think about is um, food, really. Like that's all really all that crosses your mind. Um, like you're just so fixated on either like you're trying to fight off a binge urge, you're in the process of binging, or you've just binged and you're, and you're dealing with the guilt and shame that comes with a binge. Um so when you're dealing with that, <laughs> those three things, and then just not even like factoring in, like thinking about like what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, et cetera, like just like the common, the commonalities of food thoughts. Like when you have all of that uh, constantly going through your brain, it's hard to think about anything else. Um, so what I began to do was kind of just try different things and not even necessarily try different things, just like live my life in a sense. I don't know. Like, uh, like now I value spending time with people a lot more. Cause when I spend time with people, whether it be friends, family, whoever it is, like people I enjoy spending time with, um, I just realize over and over again that, Oh, like I value this current time I'm spending with people way more than I value this food right now. Cause like my priority right now is hanging out with these people, not food if there's food there, sure. That's part of it. And like, if I get hungry, yeah, I'll eat. And that's part of it. But like, I'm not solely focused on food. I'm focused on whatever is going through or whatever I'm currently experiencing. So I've been trying to hang out and like 
interact with people a lot more because like being with people is actually, it's been beneficial because not only do I understand that like when I do that, that there is more life than food, you have all these fun experiences and things like that. Also, I mean, obviously it helps your social skills, like, (laughs) and you also get more practice being in social environments that involve food in them, uh, which can be really scary for anyone who struggled with eating disorders, disordered eating habits in the past. It can be really scary to be in social environments because food is a very social thing. Um, And it's just like, it's, it's, I guess, comforting in a sense to like be with people who, you know, have like never, I mean, I guess I don't know, but like you can. I guess you can kind of tell if someone struggled or if someone's never struggled with food before and like being around those people, it helps because when you're in a, this social environment like this and you pick up on what they're doing and how they're viewing food and how like they're going about it, when you pick up on that, you kind of realize, oh yeah, like this is how they're doing it and they're living their life. Like, why can't I, like, I don't have to focus on solely the food that's at this social event right now. I can like, I, it's, it's going to be there. <laughs> it's it's going to be there. And if I'm hungry for it, I will have some. And, but I'd rather focus my attention on this conversation I'm having with someone or this car ride we're about to go on, or I don't know, like whatever we're doing, I want to be more focused on that as opposed to the food that's there or just food in general. So like understanding that there's just like so much more to life (laughs) than food. um, It's just really helped me a lot. Okay. So this one's like kind of piggybacking off of my first point, um, but only to a certain extent. Um, So like I was mentioning earlier, how like, interacting with people more, uh, being around people more has helped me a lot. It's helped me understand that like there is more life than food. And I was mentioning how like, I would kind of like not, I guess in a sense, study how the people around me would view food in these certain social settings, um, and how they were eating in moderation. Um, and it's kind of helped me understand that moderation is pretty cool. (laughs) Like, uh, I had this like real life example um, how just awesome moderation, like eating in moderation is. So a couple weeks ago, um, my cousin sent me (laughs) crumble cookies, uh, which was really nice of her. Like I really, it's awesome. And like, since six months ago, I would have been like, Oh shit. Like this is like going to be like a huge, like trigger for a binge. Like this is going to be like, this is not a good, like, this is not good. Like I have to either like get rid of these, like hide them or like eat them all right now, because like, this is just going to end up in a binge. Um, but me now, <laughs> what I did was every night I was in the mood to have one. I would cut them in half because crumble, co- crumble cookies are pretty big. So I would cut one in half and have half of it with my normal dessert that I would usually have or late night snack, whatever. So that's just like a, it's also an example of like adding instead of subtracting with food. That's like a big thing. Cause obviously, you know, one of the biggest things in diet culture is like cutting out foods, subtracting foods. But like when you add in foods, um, it can also be beneficial. Um, so like I adding in just half, just half of a cookie with whatever my late, whatever my late night snack was kind of just like, that's like just one of the examples of like opening my eyes around moderation and be like, Oh shit. Like I can still enjoy this half cookie, get the sensations and dopamine hits from it that I wanted and honor the craving. Um, and still have this late night snack I'll normally have, um, instead of, and I'll feel a lot better physically instead of, uh, being like, okay, let's have all four of these giant ass cookies right now, get them out of the way and feel probably feel physically sick, feel guilty, feel shameful, feel all of that nonsense. 
so which one would you pick? I'd rather pick the option where I can still enjoy the the portion that would satiate me uh, physically and mentally. Um, and, and I'll still have some left over because like, then this is also, also just goes into like the idea that, uh, the food will be there tomorrow more often than not. Um, <laughs> like nine times out of 10, the food that you're craving, um, or that you feel an urge to binge on, like it'll be there tomorrow. And like this just real life example, um, is a prime real life example is a prime example of that <laughs> because like, instead of, um, eating all four of these giant cookies at once, I, disperse them into halves and I ate them. I still have, I'm not even finished yet. I got these almost two weeks ago and I'm not even done yet. I have one half of a cookie left that I'll probably have tonight now that I'm thinking about it. So <laughs> that's goes to show like, just like the growth and just like the understanding that, Oh, moderation is pretty cool because I can still eat whatever. Not, I hate saying like eat whatever I want, but I can eat what I'm craving and, um, eat something that can satisfy me physically, satisfy me mentally, honoring cravings, and be totally fine. <laughs> and the guilt and shame is not there because I know that there's no such thing as a good or bad food. And I'm on, simply just honoring a craving. And I wake up the next morning and I'm totally fine. Like nothing bad happened. Um, so it's just, it's just a cool development. And just like that goes with all aspects of food. Like moderation is pretty, it's pretty cool. Like it's just pretty cool that you can really like um, figure out what best suits your own body what will satisfy you the best um, physically, mentally? I know I keep saying that, but like what foods, like eating foods that make you feel good, um, not based off of, not just based off of caloric content or um, anything like that, just really honoring cravings and eating in moderation because that's the goal, right? Like you don't want to be restricting foods. You don't want to be cutting out foods. You don't want to be doing any of that nonsense. You want to be, um, you want to be able to eat, in a sense, whatever you want, whenever you feel like it, even though, I don't know, I, I just hate using that phrase. I, I don't know, but it's just been like, like having these realizations and like, oh shit, like six months ago, I would have binged on all these cookies all at once, but it's taken me two weeks to eat four. Like, and I, it's just, it's nuts. Cause like, if it wasn't, like if I wasn't going to binge on them in the past, I w either would have like thrown them away just to like prevent a binge or like would have just like hidden them or frozen them or something where I couldn't see them. But no, like I left them out and I understood that this, these will be here whenever I want them, whenever I'm craving them. And, um, I'll take half. And if that satisfies, if that satisfies me, then I'm good. But if it doesn't, and I want a little bit more, I'll have a little bit more and that's still okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just, more of the story is just moderation's pretty sweet, man. Like it's pretty sweet when you really break it down and you really apply it to your own life and your own scenarios with food and just like the more reps you get into it. Like I, I say this all the time, but like with any aspect of eating disorder recovery, whatever part of recovery you're in, like just the more reps you get in with it, the better it is and the easier it gets. And it's just it's all great. So moderation's really cool. I don't know how many times I gotta say it, but that's like one of the biggest reflections that I have, uh, now that I'm six months without a binge. Okay. So this next one, I feel like it's more specifically tailored for my own experiences. I don't know how generally common this is. Um, so if it doesn't apply to you, I'm sorry. And I don't even know how like helpful this 
realization is. Um, but I've just experienced it and it has helped me. So I'm just going to share it and break it down um, a little bit. So I've mentioned in previous episodes I've made about binge eating and my experiences that I was someone or used to be someone who when they would stop eating something, I would get sad. <laughs> like, like if I'm eating something and uh, I notice I have like a couple bites left, I'm like nearing the end. I start to get sad and then I start to get a little anxious because I get anxious because it's like, oh man, now I'm not like, now I have to go like so many hours or like several hours without eating. Like that sucks. And like, you know, whatever. So like I would, (laughs) so when that happens, I I would tend to eat more because I didn't want the feeling of eating to end. So that would just end up turning into a binge. Um, And as I, was in this relapse period of binging. And the more it happened, the more I got pissed at myself because I would binge feel like shit. And then like those couple hours that I, uh, that I was like so anxious about going by because I was like, Oh, I'm going to go X amount of hours without eating. Now when those hours would end up going by, I'd be like, damn man, like I'd be eating right now if I didn't just binge because like I was so anxious about these next couple hours going by without food, but now they passed. And uh, I could be eating right now, but nope, I binge and I feel like physically, I feel like garbage and I don't even want to eat. And now I'm feeling this guilt and shame. And like, if only I just waited it out these couple hours, like I would be eating right now, whatever. <laughs> um, so, so like, like, like the more this would happen, the more I would kind of realize like, man, like time goes by really fast. <laughs> um, and I don't know if any of this makes sense right now, but this is, it makes sense in my brain. So I'd be saying to myself, man, like time goes by really fast. Like, like I'm going to eat again. Like I don't need to eat um, everything in sight right now just because I feel sad that what I'm currently eating is ending. Cause like I'm going to blink and it's going to be multiple hours from now already. Cause like time just seems to just fly by just in general. So like, <laughs> uh, so when I stopped eating, you know, when I was first, uh, beginning this like uh, path to recovery again for these last six months, I would just remind myself like, dude, like you're going to blink and you're going to be eating again. Like you don't have to continue to eat if you're done and you're feeling full. Like you don't have to do this because you're going to blink and just like that, you'll be eating again. So I would keep reminding myself that. And that's what happened. The hours would go by in a blink of an eye and I'd already be eating my next meal or my next snack. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, like this isn't so bad. Like I, I can wait a couple hours. And like that ties into my first point I made about there's more to life than food because in those hours where I wouldn't be eating, I would be filling that void with other activities, whether that's hanging out with people, creating content, working school, whatever it is. Like I'm filling that time, just not even like distracting myself because that, I feel like that implies I'm like still thinking about food. I'm just distracting myself. But like, I just came to an understanding that like there is way more to life than thinking about food, when you're going to eat next, what you're currently eating, what you just ate. Like there's way more to life than that. And what you do in that time goes by really fast. So you're going to eat before you know it again. Anyways, again, I don't know how helpful this is. It's just like, this is what just made sense for me. And this is what helped me out a lot. So like the more I understood that and the more I practiced that, the more repetitions I got with that. I'm thinking about food way less now because I'll eat something when I'm hungry, I'll finish it. I'm full. i like just quick realization, like, okay, this time's going to go by really fast. And then I'll be eating again. (laughs) Um, so there's no need to binge like that. Like that's, that was one of the main reasons why I would binge. Like, um, I would get so anxious about, uh, those hours that would go by where I wouldn't eat. 
especially if I knew I was going to have like a busier day and I'd be like, man, like I might go like four or five hours without eating. Like that's such like a long time. But even those four to five hours go by so fast if you're busy and you're doing other things. And um, so like I would get so anxious and nervous about that where I would end up binging as a result of that stress as well. Um, so it's kind of like a two for one reason why I would binge, which is kind of sucks, but like that, that was the reality of it. Um, so the more I really understood that time goes by really fast, which is, which also does kind of suck. Like, I don't want to keep like, I'm not even like, I don't know, like time just goes by really fast and you're going to eat again. So that's just something that I remind myself every now and then, because um, you just will, you just like, you're, you're going to blink and you're going to be eating your next meal again. So there's no need to binge and eat and eat everything right now. Okay. I have one more realization and reflection that I've came across over these last six months. And again, it's something that I've preached to whether it be my audience on TikTok, my audience here, my audience on Instagram, whatever, like I've preached this before, but you don't, it's another one of those things where it's like, you really don't believe it until it happens and it's that recovery really isn't linear man like it's really not linear um and it doesn't matter what those periods are like whether it's you have one bad day or one bad month or one bad half year one bad year like it's it's not linear and like you're gonna have ebbs and flows you're gonna have highs you're gonna have lows and that's something i didn't really believe like i would say it but i don't know if i didn't necessarily i didn't necessarily believe it until these past six months have gone by because like i said up this point last year i wasn't even thinking about binge eating and then i fell back into it and then now i can like safely say and confidently say i'm in a really great place with food right now um because you know earlier this year i was still like doing my like i was still obviously a huge eating disorder recovery advocate i was still posting my content still trying my best to help people yet i myself was still going through some periods of um trouble and struggles like i was still going through that myself and then now that i'm out of it and i'm in a much better place i can recognize that recovery really isn't linear man like it's really not um and it's and it's okay if you're having a bad day and it's okay if you're having a bad week, bad month, like you will climb out of it. If you take it one day at a time and are actively trying to improve and get better, even if it may not seem like it. And like, I promise you are not back at square one. If you are in a rough patch right now and you previously weren't, um, you're not going to be back to square one because you've dealt with this before and you've gotten out of it before. So you, you know, you can do it again, even though it may be hard to see in the current moment, uh, you will get out of there eventually. It may take time and that can be really frustrating, but you will get out of there. And like, cause you know, like I said, I didn't know if I believed that in January or February of this year, cause I was in such a tough place. Uh, so now that I'm out of that place and I have been out for half a year now, I really can't confidently say that recovery is not linear. And if you're in a rough patch, you're in a rough place right now. Like, first of all, you're not alone in that aspect like that's one of the biggest things too like I, you know eating disorders disordered eating can feel really isolating but that's not the case you are not alone at all in, in your current struggles whatever it may be um and you will climb out of it you will um and that's one of the biggest realizations i've uh experienced in these last six months is that you will get out of whatever you're going through no matter how much it feels like you're at rock bottom 
you will get out of there because I am living proof of that. And if I have another period of downfall struggle, I know I can get out of that as well. Even like I said, even if it seems impossible at the time, I have evidence that I can climb out of it because I just did. And if it happens again, I will climb out of it again. Um, so yeah, that's just recovery really isn't linear, man. It's just not. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bobby podcast. If you found this episode relatable, if you resonated with it in any way, if it made you feel less alone, that's truly amazing. That's incredible. Um, because that's the goal of this podcast. I really want to make and help others feel less alone, whatever they're going through, because this, this stuff is tough, you know, like ED recovery is tough and I never want anyone to feel alone in this. Cause I know there were times I felt alone. So, um, I never want anyone to feel alone. So if you um, found this episode enjoyable, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, check out my TikToks. Um, I will leave all those links in the description. I really appreciate you listening. You're all the best. Have a great rest of your day.